Welcome to the latest United Restand podcast, actually live from Old Trafford, from a ground full of fans that have just watched top of the league Manchester United beat bottom of the league Leeds United by five goals to one. Um, if you thought Arsenal's transfer business was bad, then wait till you see that I've, who I've got with me. It's me, John Ashton, I've got Ant Shaw, I've got Sam Bowers and I've got Bloomer <laughs> and, no, and, no, and no one knew. So yeah, basically that's what, you, what you're stuck with. Um, a lot of us are... Um, out of uh, match fitness so I was struggling even selling fanzines today let alone doing a podcast so you might have to bear with us um, but lads first and foremost after 18 months how good is it to be back and sure yeah it was amazing um, I didn't know what to expect turning up to be honest because um, obviously we have fanzines and you know people got into subscription habits and also digital um, is taking off so I was really glad how many how many people were supporting the mag um, and on top of that a great performance from United um, I thought, you know, Leeds were really set up well for us, but at the same time, I don't want to take anything away from the, the performance because um, very clinical. I thought it was brilliant. Sam, if you could take five minutes away from Bet365, can you tell us your <laughs> thoughts on, on being back at United? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, to be honest, um, over the last 18 months, I've been a bit pissed off watching it on telly with, you know, VAR and all that Super League stuff coming out. So I've actually um, deferred my ticket for a year, but... You know, as, as the time's drawn closer and the season's starting, you know, you start to you know, feel like you're missing out, don't you? So, I have ended up coming back. But, yeah, really enjoyed it today. Great to be back. Believe me, you had the uh, misfortune of sitting next to me today, but an enjoyable day. It was, it was a lovely time, mate, it was, wasn't it? Uh, but, yeah, as Sam said, I defer mine as well, but just because of the hassle of everything. Um, but when it gets into it, it's you do miss it. Um, but... No, I can't complain today. They're on, they're on top form, and uh, I think Leeds played to our way of thinking as well. Um, that's how they, that's how they rats, that's how they play really. So uh, it's a good start, but yeah. Before I come on to the game, I don't know about you guys, but we had quite as soon as like an hour before kickoff, and there was quite a few murmurs of discontent around the ground in terms of the team that he's picked. Obviously, everyone's excited to see new players which weren't available as of yet. There's one or two names on there that, that fans still don't think are good enough for United. But um, did you kind of fear the worst when you first saw that team sheet? Oh no, I, I didn't know. I mean, it's a long season, isn't it? And you know, I know, I know the players you're talking about, but. I think ever since you know Ferguson left United, I think our biggest problem is is not not so much some of the players we have. It's the it's how we over promote them, like we've because we've not got superstars. Like I think even play going back as long as like Fellaini, Ashley Young, if they'd have played 20, 30 games a season, it'd have been all right. But we're playing them like sixty, yeah, playing them every week, and because we didn't have the you know the star the stars in our in our lineup and players who are capable of kicking us onto that next level, so. I'm not worried about people like Lindelof, James. Um, you know they'll come in, they'll do all right for 30 games a season. But I think it's when the, you know, when they're playing 60 and they're bound to be found out eventually and go through periods of really bad form. So I think Ant hit the nail on the head when I obviously indicated about the people I was mentioning in terms of playing that perhaps weren't um, fans' favourites and weren't who we wanted to see on the, on the on the team sheet. But the likes of James and Lindelof, even though they might not play every week, they're still going to have a part to play this season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the alternatives really. I mean, you know, Martial's all right. He's had a summer off, but he's not. It's only pre-season, but I wouldn't say he's really impressed much. But whereas Dan James, you know, he's had a decent Euros with Wales. He's come back and he's looked, he's looked sharp enough in pre-season. So I wasn't really surprised with the team. I thought that he might sort of keep it similar to what he has done. You know, in, in the couple of games that we've played so far. Um, and yeah, I think Dan James did pretty well. His, his movement looked good at times. 
all right, he still has the odd issue on the ball where he does get muscled off it quite just easily. Which is quite a big, the on the ball thing is quite an important thing for a footballer. But, but no, <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. But I think, yeah. you know, he does all the, all the things right in terms of movement and that does, you know, it does take defenders away and you could see that in the first half where we're getting in behind regularly and um, and Lindelof looked pretty solid. I thought he, he obviously he's shitting his pants about Varane coming in, so he's, he's decided Great pass to one of the goals, weren't it? Did you see yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Which goal was it? Was it the Fernandez hat trick one? It was, wasn't it? it was, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a great pass. You, you, yeah. you make a good point there, believe me. I come to those two players who, who he's talked about. I mean, firstly, Lindelof, I don't think he's anywhere near as bad as people make out. There was, there was no way Varane was going to start this week. No, no. And then secondly, in terms of Dan James, it, I don't think it was surprising that he started, bearing in mind he, he played and played so well in the 6-2. He played him in the away game. He obviously suits, knowing knowing that Leeds yeah. are going to come on. To, Leeds won't sit back. Which you know, I, we're lucky today. We didn't have to sit through Sky Sports. I'm sure yeah, eulogising yeah. over our Leeds' refreshing style of play mm. just after our fifth went in. But um, no, he, he suits the way the way we play. So you can't really blame the manager for picking him today. No, no, absolutely not. He's he's seen how they played last season and how they played all season really, because that's how Leeds are. They're not they're not scared of like pretty much any. See, I've, from watching them over the course of last season, they've not been really afraid of like going for it so I kind of understood why he chose that team today really and it obviously it works out as well so can't complain really what, what do you make of the uh, the summer transfer business we've done this year Ant? I think it was obviously you know the two positions we needed were a winger and a centre half I, I do think personally that we need a defensive midfielder as well just just to connect play a bit better um, but again Fred and McTominay play well today my issue is not not is with them playing for United. It's just the sixty games a season, and I think those two are going to have to play a lot of um, appearances this year. Whereas, you know, if if we had somebody a bit more established with them, you know, that would cut their games down to about 40, 30, 40, yeah. which you'd, I think they'd be less likely to be exposed in in that number of games. I, th- I think we're all agreed that we're probably four players short, but I don't I don't know a single United fan who access that, especially in COVID terms. And you know, the, you're looking at some clubs not even buying. Liverpool managed to buy one one defender. Um, there was no way we was going to plug every gap uh, this summer, Sam. Um, are, you, are you happy with the two we've got, or would you have preferred us to prioritise other positions? Yeah, I mean, great to see Heaton sticking on the gloves again for United, <laughs> won't it? <laughs> I forgot about him. Yeah. But um, no, yeah, obviously, I think. Obviously, Sancho would have been great if we'd have got him last summer, but we've eventually got that over the line. Uh, I've not seen much of him other than sort of the England games, really. But you know, every, everyone raves on about him. Who, you know, these people who pretend to watch German football. So we're yeah, looking forward to seeing him play. Um, and Varane, yeah, I've seen him a few times in the Champions League or whatever. And you know, you don't win that many cups without you know <laughs> having something about you, do you? So yeah, definitely what we need, I think, at the back to partner Maguire. On to the game today. Um... First game of the season, everyone's obviously buzzing. Dinner time kick off. One that we've had the 18 month gap as well, so everyone was already already buzzing to be to be back at the ground. Obviously, we're playing a, a, one of our rivals who probably hate us more than we're actually bothered about them. But it's still a great game to come back and to win five one. Believe me, they don't get much better than that, does it, for the start of the season? No, absolutely not. It's just what you absolutely wanted. Start first game of the season. Um, just the way Leeds set up. I knew it. Had, there'd be goals in, in that game and um, yeah I, c- I can't complain really they set up well kind of expected the team we were going to put out as well and that's just yeah great performance in the end really 
And I, I said before, even though obviously the, the game went in quite in a different pattern, but I thought there were so many sort of um, comparisons to, if you remember back to the start of the 2006-07 season when we beat Fulham 5-1 on the opening day of the season um, and the, some young players completely flew out of the blocks. H how important was it for us to sort of put a put a marker down to the rest of the league today um, and, and win in some style? Yeah, really important. I think, you know, when, when even after 50 minutes when we were drawing one all. It never felt, did it, like a Crystal Palace um, oh, last yeah. year or Swansea. Um, I, I remember losing first game of the season to Swansea where we looked really lethargic, but it did. It looked real. We were straight on the front foot, weren't we? Um, I don't think Leeds' defenders enjoyed the first half particularly. Um, and even though we didn't score you know, that many in the first half, they were under constant pressure, weren't they, Leeds? So I do, I think the fitness looked good. I've been having a bit of a whinge about the number of players fit, you know, and now a striker turning up the Wednesday before the season started. Um, Sancho reporting for training after Luke Shaw, but the proof's always in the pudding, isn't it? And right, an offer while everyone's buzzing. Beer 52. You can get a case of eight Chicago beers and pay just £5.95 postage. As a listener to this podcast, you can get a case of craft beer from the United States on us. Sounds right? Sounds good? Sure it does. All you've got to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash United and cover the five ninety five postage and they'll deliver eight delicious craft beers to your door. It's that simple. Our friends at Beer 52 are heading stateside once again. Join them for a beery adventure through the windy city of Chicago. Sample the finest craft beer from the coolest Chicago breweries from Bridgeport to Beverly, all for the price to postage. Beer 52's experts are on a mission to find the very best beer anywhere on the planet. Each month they visit a different place, find the best small batch breweries, sample their finest craft beer and then carefully curate a case to be sent to the lucky members. This month features incredible UK exclusive beers from Temperance Brewing, Noon Whistle Beer and many more coming in fresh from the state of Illinois. Expect top US pale ales, hoppy IPAs and a cast of superb lagers, stouts and more. But don't worry, if you don't like dark beer, you can simply choose the light option. Your case will also include the award-winning beer magazine Ferment, as well as two tasty snacks to wash down the beer. There's no minimum commitment. You can just take the free case, try the beers and see what you think. If it's not for you, you can pause or cancel at any time. Just go to www.beer.com. B E E R 52, that's the number 52.com forward slash United to claim your free case now. That's www.beer52.com forward slash United. Despite coming second last season, obviously adding two top class, you know, two of Europe's best players to the squad, United have kind of gone under the radar a little bit, I think, this summer. You know, in terms of the bookies have still got us four favourite. If you listen to the radio, they're, they're still talking about Chelsea and because they managed to fraud the way and pour to it, pour the way to a European Cup. Um, obviously, City are up there, but um, do, do, do you, I, I, quite, I kind of quite like the fact that no one's really talking about United. You know, today that might make them stand up a little bit, but you know, if, if you listen to any any pundit, any any supposed expert, none of them have United finishing above third or fourth. No, I mean, I think sort of last season when we started off really shit, didn't we? And then we, we got a run together and we, obviously we got to the, the top of the tree. I think it was just after Christmas. Um, and then it just fell flat, like the expectation just sort of seemed to drain the players and obviously Pogba getting injured didn't help when he was, you know, when he was hitting sort of peak form. Um, but yeah, I think not having that kind of pressure to, you know, 
as going in as, as favourites or second favourites. It might it might suit some of the squad. Um, and um, another big player that people will talk about a lot, um, who a lot of for obvious reasons is always in the media, um, Paul Pogba. Um, if ten minutes in, everyone was obviously getting on his case. He's missed an easy chance when he's tried to be a bit too clever. But I think he's, uh, I'm led to believe has set up three, or if not four, of the goals today. What, what what do you make of Paul Pogba? Won the player, won the whole circus surrounding him, and where United should be with him. I think that's why it's so hard because when when you just take the what happens on the pitch in isolation, you know, you can't do anything but like him. Um, but you know, it's all the stuff that comes with it. You know, he's holding out for a big contract again. I, I just think that you know it, it really does mix, give you mixed feelings as a supporter. You know, if he came out tomorrow and said I want to stay at United, you know, everyone could get behind him. But he, he just—I think it's a lack of trust. It comes down to he's, he's um, still never—he's still never hundred percent committed to the cause. I mean, it's—it's a long thing with Popper. It's when you look at him, we've never doubted his—we've never doubted, his, we've never doubted his ability. Do you think Popper yeah, owes United though? Because I think you think yourself, yeah, you know, yeah, the, the amount of money we've put into yeah. him. You know, we, we've let him go for free once. We, you know, we've bought him back for stupid money. He's not. It's not like a Bruno Fernandez situation here, where you can say, well, you know, fair enough. You know, you've carried the team. You've you've done every everything you can. I still feel like Pogba owes United in terms of yeah. you know. And where do you think? What do you think is going to happen in terms of? Is he going to sign a new contract? Is he going to hold out for a free transfer? You know, does, does the manager carry on playing him? No, he's not. Yeah, going to we're in a bit of a quandary, aren't we? Because I think we're, we're going to end up paying him a lot of money if he does. And you know, what, as you've seen today, we've got Bruno Fernandez who will be coming up for a contract soon. We've got Harry Maguire as well. He'll be um, wanting one, and you, you sort of create some problems if you start paying him a lot more. In a sort of Sanchez kind of yeah, way. Yeah. In, in, yeah. In, in, so it almost is the same as Sanchez that, that he has got you over a barrel yeah. that you end up having to pay stupid wages. And if United are going to pay that, you know, we could do with developing some trust in him, and I think that's yeah, that's what it comes down to. Is he worth I still it? Still don't believe that. Yeah. Sam, Sam, would would you pay him stupid money and keep him, or would you let him run his contract down and let him go? Um, I think United would be foolish. To not try and tie him down to it, to obviously after this year, um, I think he's he, he kept things ticking last season when Fernandez kind of you know he, he looked a bit jaded um, and he, he pulled us through in a couple of games. I remember Burnley and the, I think there was another away game where he, he kind of pulled us through. Fulham, I think it might have been. Yep. Um, he's obviously got the ability, and it's you know he's, he's not one of these players who's not turning up to training, you know, like Harry Kane or whatever, and trying to force a move. He's you know he's, he's he's there. He's playing. He's he played in the friendly last week, where some other players are still on holiday and and whatnot. So I don't think you can question his commitment too much. It's obviously just that dickhead agent. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm probably the same opinion of you. I think a player of Pogba's talent, um, you don't want to let go. But with the, we're trying to play devil's advocate here a little bit. But he's like Anthony. If you end up having to pay him four hundred thousand pound a week just to save yourself losing someone on a free. Does the knock-on effect of that and the impact it has on the squad, i.e. like Sanchez did and like Solskjaer worked so hard to rectify, is it worth taking a hit on him and letting him go? I think it does at the end of the day. I just think they're making a massive mistake if they do offer him that. Uh, it's got to a stage now where they need to, in my opinion, they should have probably held out for some sort of offer um, to come in. I just think in the long term, offering him that kind of money... It doesn't send a good message to me. It really doesn't. At the end of the day, not all good points. Um, coming on to United, then obviously, obviously everyone's still with the performance today. Um, 
you know, we've put six past them last year, we've put another five past them today. We, we've set a marker down. We've got on paper, you probably couldn't have picked a better fit set of fixtures. Now, now I've always been, been, I know everyone will say, you play every team twice in the league, blah, blah, blah. And, and they agree to an extent, but I think there's something to be said for being able to gain some sign of momentum in football. So I think to back to the time Leicester won the league, um, they had on paper probably the 10 worst teams in the league in the first 10 games, managed to win eight of them and, and built that momentum going into the big, bigger games. Um, from a United perspective, I think it's so important for us to, them first six games, get 16, 18 points and then go into the big games. Yeah, and I think, I think we're capable of it looking at the performance today. If you'd have asked me Wednesday, you know, after considering seasons that have, have gone past, it's often the, the, the teams that aren't so great that we struggle against. So I think now um, we need to be targeting that definitely. And then, you know, we just take care of our own performances and then see where we are come Christmas. I mean, look, looking at the next four games as well, you'd feel what we were saying before. You'd, you'd like to think we get maximum. I, I do think there's something. Fast. I do think there's yeah, something, yeah. And, and I think it's some, something the league should look at mm. in terms of. I know that they say everyone, you know, has to play to play someone, everyone twice. But the fact, how can Arsenal, for example, have in their first three games have to play Chelsea and Sitter, and we get to play the yeah. three teams? What's we are, you know, not that I'm complaining, yeah, yeah because yeah. I think momentum's a massive thing. If, if you after three games you've got nine points because you beat three at the poor side, compared yeah. to you having one because you've only. Been able to play, uh, you know, you've played against yeah, exactly. better sides. I think I think the league should do a bit more in that sense. But mm. um, where, where realistically are your um, your hopes for United for us this season? What 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 can what what do you see as a good season for United? I, I'd like to think that they put up a decent challenge for the league and maybe win a. I've said it loads. He needs to win a trophy this season. It's as simple as that because he's it's three years in now. The amount of money that's been spent up to this point. I just think he has to deliver this season, uh, and that is—I love the man, I really do. But he has to deliver with a trophy this season, of any sort, I think. And what's a good season for United? I, just to say what Bloomy said, really, and it is a—you know—everyone's saying the same thing. I think about the trophy. You know, there's no point in um, keep finishing second every year if you don't win anything. So, yeah, we'd have to win a trophy this year, and it's not the Europa League. If United, if United finish within four or five points of the league leaders. And win the FA Cup, is that a good season, Sam? Yeah, I think so. I think this this squad now, particularly some of the younger players who are around, they need to be in a title race. They need to have that maybe maybe that disappointment. Like last season wasn't a proper title race really in the end. It, you know, we, we we faded so much. But they need to be in that position where you know they are chasing the big honours and then we'll we'll see where they go. They need I think they need that experience. So yeah, hopefully a title challenge and a, and a trophy as well would be a nice season. In terms of today's performance, obviously there's some certain players we will rely on. Um, there was a few murmurings around the end of last season of whether you know Fernandez was really what we thought he was. Um, has today just proved that he's genuinely a world-class player, benefiting from having a bit of a rest? Yeah, I, I never really had much of an issue with him. Really, I know his form did um, dovetail a bit, but he is, in my eyes, he's the leader on that pitch. Really, is on United's team. I, I see him. You know, you see him encouraging all the other players. You know, drive. You know, make setting the standards. I, I just always think, you know, when I, when you compare Pogba and him, 
yeah. whilst they're both amazing players, you know, I, I do think his his attitude is more United, and yeah, I, I've, I've always thought that. I think he's a, he's been an excellent signing for us. Believe me, we said the same thing before. There's only so much you can do on the pitch, but it's it's the things you sometimes do off the pitch or the, yeah. the mannerisms you portray that make you really grow into love a player. But because I mean, it, even Cristiano Ronaldo had enough faults at Old Trafford that mm. plenty of us wanted rid of him. But I, I genuinely cannot see one thing about Bruno Fernandes I don't love. No, absolutely. He, d- he demands on and off the pitch what United expects to be in that in terms of that level and unfortunately some other players in that team don't show that and he, he is on it every week saying I want to win something every year I want to be up there and that's that's how you should be as a player Sam any, any, anyone you'd swap Fernandes for? Mm. No he's alright Fernandes isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no to be fair like you say he, he, he did fade towards the, um, the back end of last season and it might be a bit controversial this, but I think having Lingard around to take some minutes off him, and you know, <laughs> even even like today, obviously he's out at the minute with COVID, but you know, after his hat trick, yeah, you could you could have took him off and saved his legs a bit, and you know, because it's going to be a long season, you know, fighting on four fronts, hopefully. I, so. I do fear though that he it might be like <laughs> last season where he gets. You don't hope we have got the bigger squad now to yeah, be able to cope with him playing. You know, do. you don't you don't want him playing in League Cup third rounds, for mm. example, when we're yeah. to Colchester or whatever in the, in the next round. Which with Solskjaer's obvious obvious desperation to win a trophy, yeah. but you think he would have a bit more trust in some of the squad players now he's managing to mm. to build that bit of a squad. And obviously, from Fernandez's point of view, they're stamping down on the easy penalties, so he's just decided, oh, well, I'll just stick him in the net anyway. A few decades ago, private citizens used to largely be that, private. Well, what's changed? The internet. Think about everything you've browsed, searched, watched or tweeted. Now imagine all of that data being crawled through, collected and aggregated by third parties into a permanent public record, your record. Having your private life exposed for others to see was once something only celebrities worried about. But in an era where everyone is online, everyone is a public figure. So to keep your data private, use ExpressVPN. Did you know there are hundreds of data brokers out there whose sole business is to buy and sell your data? The worst part is they don't even have to tell you who to sell into or to get your consent. One of these data points is your IP address. Data harvesters use your IP to uniquely identify you and your location. But with ExpressVPN, your connection gets rerouted through an encrypted server and your IP address is masked. Every time you use ExpressVPN, you're given a random IP address which is shared by other ExpressVPN customers. That makes it more difficult for third parties to identify you and to harvest your data. And the best part is how easy ExpressVPN is to use. No matter what device you're on, phone, laptop, smart TV, all you've got to do is one tap to get protected. So, if you believe that your data is your business, secure yourself with the number one rated VPN on the market. Visit expressvpn.com forward slash united and get three extra months for nothing. That's expressvpn.com forward slash united. Go to expressvpn.com forward slash united to learn more. Um, any other players really stood out for you today? Because I, I thought Mason Greenwood, wait, obviously Fernandez will get all the plaudits, but I thought Mason Greenwood today was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, yeah just um, a couple of things when he had to, he's back to goal in the first half. I thought 
he weren't a bit weren't strong enough. Um, but apart from that, I think that's a side of his game he could do with developing if he's going to be central um, rather than on the right. So yeah, apart from that, I thought I thought Greenwood was brilliant, and his finish for um, to put us ahead was amazing, wasn't it? It's interesting setup because people always talk of you know when when we signed Sancho, you know the the development of Greenwood and will it get in the way? But he's, he, he featured quite a lot on the left hand side today for me and. I thought he did just as well out there as he did on the right. Yeah, definitely agreed on that. Um, I think he can play across the front three. Um, maybe, like you say, maybe not as, as strong through the centre at the minute, but um, he took his goal really well. Um, it's, a, it's a long season as well, so there's going to be, you know, we've got a chance to rotate this year, which is good, especially with Rashford also being out for a, a, a while at the start. Blimo, we obviously we sat together, we talked about the same players. Um, anyone else stand out for you today? Um... Obviously, Fernandez was without that trip, but I'll, I'll always give credit where it's due. Pogba with the four assists as well. He, he was in the right position, apart from that ridiculous miss in the first half. But other than that, he was with them four assists. You can't complain with that, really, can you? So, no, probably yeah. not. Just, just <laughs> sorry, I thought I thought someone had a good game. I don't. I, he always seems to against them. Yeah, I don't really think he yeah. came off injured or if he just he just got rested. But he just seemed. He don't just some nice like quality touches in the middle. I thought he, he looked a bit. He looked quite classy today. Um, obviously, we can't finish the game against them lot without mentioning their fans as well. Um, obviously, as fans and sellers, we usually get first hand um, look at, at, at their behaviour. Um, wasn't too much from where I was before the game. Um, I believe we've seen some tasty videos from what's going on in town. But anything, any anything amusing that you spotted today, lads, in terms of that? Yeah, there was a good one when um, Leeds got their equaliser. Because I don't know if um, any, any people in the ground will have seen it. I think it was um, a Leeds fan jumped out of the south stand and ran into the disabled section and was ballooning. And it was quite funny because you know ten, he must have got nicked. And ten minutes later, his team's four-one down. So I was I started to think about you know what what. What score would you do that? And it's got to be a winner, hasn't it? Or towards the end of the game, because you'd never do it for an equaliser in which you, you lost five-one, would you? Coming back to record this podcast ten minutes later than we've had to because we got we got stuck literally at the front line of a police um, cordon, <laughs> should we call it? To Leeds fans back today, coaches, and yeah, they were they were a little bit wound up, shall we say, about the score, but everything else. But overall, um, it, it's it's better to have them back though, isn't it, than having a game at home to Reading. Oh God, miles miles better having them there, even though I fucking hate them. Fucking bastards! <laughs> but yeah, I'd rather give me them over Bournemouth or Reading every week. Simple as that. Great stuff. Um, we'll finish, wrap the podcast up as usual with, um, which probably should be a quite unanimous and easy one this week. But um, with your Player of the Match award, Anthony, um, I'll go to Fernandez. <laughs> Tough yeah. one. Yeah, Tough. I just wanted to say as well, um, like thanks to everyone that supported the mag because. I was worried today about sales, and we've, we've we've really done well. Yeah, no, second second out. We've had some fantastic feedback from mm. from so many people who were um, grateful to. But basically, you said that it wasn't quite the same buying it from WH Smith rather than buying it off my ugly face was one of the comments I got. So, yeah, thanks thanks to you as well but, um, for the self esteem boost. boost. Uh, Sam, man of the match for you? Yeah, I can't. You, uh, Fernandez, obviously, uh, obviously, Pogba had a really good game, but Fernandez definitely. Anthony, I'm going to be a bit different here. Yeah, Mason right. Greenwood. Just because of that second goal. Just because of that second goal. Just because of that. that No, no, no. John will agree with me here because he changed the game. It was one all, and that that goal, that goal changed it. I I thought, I thought it was quite poor. (laughs) No, no, no. Do you know if it was any other game and any other scorers, I would have agreed with you. But if your midfielder scores a hat trick from 
Blackburn and wins again. Oh, you, you you're gonna have to go. You're gonna have to. <laughs> you have to go. Bruno Fernandez, Mason, who? <laughs> um, but anyway, and with with that, we'll wrap that up. It, it's great to be back, lads, and. Um, yeah, thanks to all our listeners. We, we hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as we have enjoyed recording it and being back. Um, it might not be quite the same in, in November when we're um, at home to whoever we draw in the Champions League, dead rubber. Yeah, um, and when the weather gets a bit colder, maybe our, we won't be quite as um, quite as perky, but it, it's great to be back. It's great to watch a good attacking United side. Great lads, great, great... Um, you know, great, great crowd and everything else. And we'll hope to see you back. Uh, we'll have somebody at the Southampton game next week. Uh, but until then, thanks very much for listening.